Warning. The following show contains material that may not be suitable for children, Bible thumpers, or conservatives. Do not attempt to recreate any of the stories from the show as this may result in harm or anal tears. Viewer discretion is advised. My God, Jesus. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gay Bible. Hashtag Bible Gang, hashtag Bible Squad, and hashtag Gang Gang, motherfuckers. Honestly, when you're watching this, just fucking shout this shit out. You already know the drill. You already know what's good. I hope and pray that everyone has been having an amazing week. It's looking a lot more like summer every single day. Thank God fucking god i swear when winter hits in washington i look around to my friends and my family i give them a good gentle wave goodbye and i say good fucking luck i'll see you in spring bitch if anybody's wondering if they should move to the seattle area or washington in general let me give you some pros and let me give you some cons okay we're gonna do that So my mom always told me when delivering any bad news, always start with the good news first. You know, it just softens the blow, not the blow job, just the blow. So let's start with the pros. So Washington is gorgeous. She's fucking gorgeous, sweetheart, in spring and in summer, like literally no other state in the U.S. can touch us. Not even a little bit, not even the tips, ladies and gentlemen, guys, we have Starbucks. I know that's essential for all you fags out there that can't go without your iced coffees, even on a 30 degree day. So listen the fuck up. Guys, we have Amazonians here. Oh, fuck. Just kidding. Not those kind of Amazonians. We have the tech ones. You know, the ones with the buttoned up shirts and the khakis. Yeah, those ones. The greatest part about these people is how efficient they are. Like seriously, don't even ask them or feel the need to ask them what they do for work because they will tell you. Let me give you an example. If a room was filled with 100 people and one of those people worked for Amazon, by the end of that night, those 99 people would all know that that one person works for Amazon. I'm pretty sure I even remember a guy who told me he worked for Amazon before he actually gave me his name. I was like, oh my God, that's so nice. My name's Unemployment. So nice to meet you. So nice. So nice. It's really, it's a, it's a life. It's a, it's a fun life. Lastly, though, we have daddy motherfucking Gates. God, I would do nasty things to that man. And I bet by the end of it, he would give me one of his shitty Windows computer to get me to shut up. But guys, I'm a loyal bitch. Steve Jobs all the way. Now, guys, we're on to the fucking cons. Let's start. Specifically in Seattle, get ready, ladies and gentlemen, you homos and fags. Get ready for all the loads of men that have commitment issues. Yeah, baby. Oh, let's get down to that. Okay. See, I tricked you guys. You you guys thought. 
you y'all thought okay also get ready for the people that feel the need to say oh my god let's hang out soon even though both of you know that deep down you'd rather shove broken shards of glass up your ass than do that trust me that happens three times a day for me i swear to god guys we need to talk about this get ready for the depression yeah period depression is your friend especially during the winter months like for real take care of her cherish her if you take care of her she'll take care of you I would like to say the weather has been amazing, but yet again, Washington proves that she is one bipolar bitch. You know what was on my mind, though? If Washington State had a gender, I think it would be a girl. You know why? Washington is bordered by Oregon and Idaho. That's why Washington is always so fucking sad. I mean, look at Sis's options. She's got let's keep it weird dick and Republican dick. Fuck me. Fuck those options. I mean, if those were my only options, I would be depressed too. Not gonna lie. And the only time she's truly happy is when she gets that Canadian dick, which is usually around the spring and the summer. Like, let's be for real. But guys, in saying this, we need to pray for her, but we also need to get her the fuck out of here. Anybody that remembers that movie reference, you are a true homie. We love you here. We love you on the gay Bible. That's what we're here for. So guys, let's get down to it. So what is the purpose of this episode? Guys, what I'm about to teach you is something that they do not teach you in sex ed. Drum roll, please, my little homos. How to get out of a bad hookup situation. I'm going to tell you what happened to me a few weekends ago. And this story, ugh. It was interesting, to say the least, but I walked out of the situation, and the first thing that I thought was, holy shit, this is an amazing learning lesson that I can share, that this is going to help a lot of people out of very uncomfortable situations. So I'm just going to tell the story, and I'm going to tell it the best way that I possibly can. If there's tri- there might be some triggers in here, I personally don't think there's any trigger warnings in here. Um, But just be cautious if you are somebody that's very sensitive to this kind of subject or topic. You know, just listen with a cautious ear. That's all I'm saying. I don't want this episode to upset anybody, of course, but this might upset some people. So let's get into it. So a couple weekends ago, I was going up to Seattle and I had a fucking interview with one of our amazing disciples and it was a great interview. I was super excited and after the three-hour interview, we looked at each other and we were like, oh my fucking God, I'm so hungry so we go on it was a little italian restaurant in capitol hill and we got some fucking pasta i got some d'argent i don't i don't even know what that is but i did get some really yummy pasta i think with some feta some uh, basil um some real italian shit but before we finish dinner i get a text message from this man this man that i had been talking to kind of for like a year off and on like we slid upon each other's stories whatever but this past month we were genuinely interested in meeting each other so this man was in his later i think this man was probably about 40 years old don't fucking hate me on the age bitch no judges on this show some people like really bitter tasting wine and some people like really sweet tasting wine that's been aging for 80 years you know whatever it's all about taste buds for me it's about that so what happened was he messages me i'm like fuck yeah like i would love to hang out with you before i leave get a little you know, get my fuck on. Like, like, and that was the situation. He texted me and I was like, okay, sweet. Like, I'm super down to meet you. Like, 
you know, what's a f- an extra 15 minutes out of my way back home, you know, to go get my smooch on, you know, nothing wrong with that, you know, convenience is awesome. So what happens is I leave the dinner, I say goodbye to my good friend, and I'm fucking off. So basically, the only thing that I thought that I was walking into this situation, specifically over text, was that it was just going to be him at home, and I was just going to come over, we were going to hang, maybe pretend to watch a movie, you know the drill, and that was it. Super easy, something that we've all done before, kind of the ideal situation. So what happened next was I get to his house, I park my car, I walk up to his stairs, and I go in for the for the juicy hug, the little sensual hug where you hug for literally like 10 seconds. And this bitch smelled like he fucked Jack Daniels up the ass. This dude was obviously intoxicated. So what happened next was I still went in the house, but I was under complete caution. Complete caution. I was like, okay, like this is not really what I signed up for. Like you really didn't tell me like you didn't tell me like you were intoxicated, like all that other stuff. Like why would the fuck would you have me over? So what happens next is I kind of go in like a little pre fight or flight mode. So what happens is I make sure that I leave my keys in my pocket. I leave my shoes very close to the door. And that was kind of it for that part. What happened next I was not ready for, not ready at all. I was like, what the fuck? So I'm walking to this dude's living room and there is a fucking man on his couch. I'm like, what? I'm, you weren't invited. I was like, you don't, she didn't even go here. I was like, you weren't fucking invited. I was like, who the fuck are you? Um, but then I got a closer glance at this man and I did know who this person was. Granted, I had never met this person before, Um, the kind of the backstory with me and this gentleman is, um, we had talked like a year ago prior, we had planned to hang out. Of course we met up online. I think we met up on grinder. We had planned to hang out. And then last minute I chickened out. I think I had just something else going on and I canceled last minute. You know, he called me like super fucking, he was like, you're super immature. And I was like, granted, I was like, granted, I was like only super immature people cancel last minute on dates. Well, it wasn't even a date. It was a hookup. It was a full on hookup. So I think in terms of like hooking up, if you cancel a hookup last minute, like, okay, sorry, like just go jerk off in a sock. Like it's not my problem. That was our situation, like kind of like weird. So basically going back to the story, um, the weird part about this man throughout the night is we fucking acted like he was trying to act like we had never met before, that we didn't know who each other were. Like he was asking questions as the kind of questions you would ask if you've never spoken to somebody. And I'm like, okay. I was like, so I played along with it. I was like, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I'm going to play along with it. I was just like, I just don't have the energy for this cringy ass, awkward, shit that I literally just walked into. So basically to continue and go back on this horrible fucking night of a journey, let's continue. So I'm in the house. I'm already shocked that there's a person there. So immediately I'm definitely looking around. I'm like, okay, like where the fuck are the bedrooms? Where's the bathroom? Does the bathroom have a window that I can crawl my fat ass out of? Like what's the sitch? What's the sitch? It's real sus right now. It's such a sus environment. This dude was sus as fuck. And I was I was so not into it anymore. So basically, I 
make my way again into the living room and I sit down at the quarter part of the couch. It was one of those like L couches and I sit my ass down and I'm like, oh my God, like, what are you guys watching? So I don't have to make weird fucking conversation with you guys. There was a fucking murder mystery on not the fucking vibe. And I was like, yo, like, can we like watch anything else? And then they were like, well, we can turn on a movie. And I was like, oh no, keep it. I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to be mentally. I was like, I'm like already planning my escape route right now. So like, like a 20 minute show is perfect right now. Like that is perfect. Cause by the end of it, I'd be like, oh my God, like this is over. Like, thank you so much. Like goodbye. Ugh. But basically this dude is, he is, you don't want to know how drunk he was. It was the kind of drunk where it doesn't matter how many times you tell him something, he forgot and kept asking me over and over again. Like, at this point, I was just making shit up. I was like, I live on fucking Mars, because I knew he was going to fucking forget. But anyways, so we're sitting together on this couch, and I don't know if you've ever, like, somebody has ever tried to snuggle you, but you do the mummy fucking laying down where it's like you're hella stiff, you're arms are by your side, your legs are straight, and you're just like, oh my god, why the fuck are you touching me? And I just kept trying to make conversation with the two dudes. Quite frankly, I'm very happy that the other person, in many ways, was kind of there, because I feel like if he wasn't, the dude definitely would have tried to have sex with me, like, right off the bat, and I would have just been not really into it, not really into it at all. I give myself an hour. I'm like, okay, Jake, we can we can power through this. It's just an hour, okay? So I'm literally just laying there. I'm making horrible small talk conversation with a intoxicated man who can't even fucking remember what's up from down and making conversation with the dude. But what I will say is I kind of wish the dude would have just passed out so that I could have really just start hitting the moves on the other dude. Cause I'm not going to lie. Like though it didn't work out with us, though it was super fucking awkward. This dude was a fucking hot daddy. So I was super down to fuck this dude. Like that would have just made the night so much better, but of course it didn't happen. So the show is ending and there was a certain point where I'm like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I was just like, this literally, it's only been like 30 minutes since I've been here, but it feels like I've literally been here for three fucking hours. So I was like, Jake, we've trained for this. We've done this before. We've been through this before. Let's get through this. So what I do is I go up to the bathroom. I pretend to fix my hair and I come back and I'm like, I don't sit down. I look at them and I'm like, you know what? Like, thank you so, this is literally how I talk. I was like, hey, like, Thank you so much for like hanging out with me. It was such a great opportunity to meet with you. Like I had so much fun, but um, I got to go. Unfortunately, this dude's literal response was, well, that's fucked up. And I was like, uh, tough shit. I was like, sorry. Like I would rather literally fucking burn myself alive than like stay another minute here. I'm like, oh, like, okay, we have been training for this because I didn't know this person really. I mean, he could have been aggressive. I really didn't know the other person that was on the couch either. You know, like you never know when you're walking into these kind of situations who somebody is. So expect the worst, hope for the best in these kind of situations. So what happened is I was like, no, like, I'm sorry. Like, I got to go back home. I got to go take care of my fucking elderly ass grandpa, um, which was true, but like totally a lie. And he's self-sustainable. Anyways, so (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that in there. And... 
he's being super hesitant at first he's like no like spend the night like come on like just spend the night and i was like oh like no like again like uh, burning myself on fire like no that's a hard fucking no like i said before and being in these situations before what you need to do and what i did was just continue to stay nice but also make your way to the door and it's always really important when you know you're going to be in these kind of situations the keys in the pocket that means that you had I had full access to these keys and my shoes were right by the door. Amazing. Amazing. So I'm super nice. I hug both of them goodbye. And, you know, the person is still kind of like very hesitant, kind of like pulling on my arm a little bit. And I'm like, oh, my God, get the fuck off. And I make my way to the door. I give him a hug. And what happened was I booked it the fuck out of there. I booked the second that door was open. I was like, oh, my God, bye. Like, I was like, I'll never see you again. Like, fuck off. And yeah, I fucking booked it. I booked it to my car. I locked, you know how bad it was? I booked it to my car and I locked my car. Like full on, started my engine and bitch was gone. In saying that story, like I remember being in the car ride back home and I was mad. I was just like, wow, like this person kind of put me in a very uncomfortable situation. I was like, you don't know my lived experiences. Like, that could have been a total trigger for me, like walking in there with a, somebody I've never met. You're drunk. Like, just have some respect for some people and their lived experiences. It's like, that wasn't cool. So I remember being in the car. I was pretty sad. Like, I remember that car ride. No music was playing. I was not, you know, I was, it was dead silent. And I was just thinking in my head, I was just like, wow, like, I really could have, that could have gone any other way. That genuinely could have gone any other way, especially if I was young and unexperienced and hadn't been in those situations before. So instead of crying like a little bitch in my car and just getting all down and sad, I was like, Jake, what the fuck? This is a perfect learning opportunity. So I went back home and I started writing. I started writing, guys, and I wrote what happened. And then I wrote the exit strategy of how to get out of a bad fucking hookup. It's fucking gold. And I really hope that anybody that is listening will use this one day. So we're going to start with step one. So step one, never, never fuck up your exit plan. Look, I understand it's easy to be caught up in the moment with someone you've been talking to online for a while. And you've already made up a storyline of how perfect this person is. Believe me, I've done it before. And 99% of the times I can say it was not worth it. Those people that you stayed up until 3 a.m. talking to on the phone, where are they now? Hmm? Where are they now? Probably just another pointless follower on Instagram or a relevant contact number you have on your phone. When I say don't fuck up the exit plan, that means stop over-promising your plans, especially on the first hangout, date, hookup, what have you. Don't say you're going to spend the night or hang out the entire day. What I will say to that is, if the date is going awesome, the hookup, what have you, then ask them to further the date or the hangout or the hookup. You get, you catch my drift. Say something in your schedule just opened up. So in this situation, specifically with this man, when I was texting him, I told him right off the bat, like, I can only stay for an hour. I have to get back home to my grandpa. But if the hangout was going great, then I easily could have just said like, oh, my grandpa's fine. I can hang out. I can hang out longer. Easy. Step two, always make sure you send your friends your location. Who is the person? Their Instagram, etc. 
Though you might think you don't need to do this in your older age, you can never be too careful. At the end of the day, you don't know who the fuck this person is. You don't know. You might think, but you don't. Step three, once inside the house, always put your keys in your pocket for the time being and your shoes close to the door. That is called a pre-exit plan. Step four, look at your exit points, meaning where's the bathroom? Does the bathroom have a window that you could climb well, in my case, my fat ass out of. Where are the bedrooms? Just be very observant of your location. This doesn't mean that when you go into a situation, you need you need to be like James Bonding that shit, like, you know, like fucking eyeballing everything. Like, just be aware of your surroundings always, 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 always. Step five, if they are going to offer you a drink, make sure you see them pour it and never leave your drink unattended. Step six, when leaving the situation and the person starts to become a clingy ass bitch, I know it sucks, but never be mean. Always be polite. If these people start to become aggressive, be as nice as possible while making your way to the door. Tell them like, oh my God, like, I would love to see you again, or it sucks I have to leave, but thank you so much for allowing me to see you. They really do like that, because what's going to happen is some dudes in life, when faced with any kind of rejection, they can be aggressive, and you don't want to deal with that, so always be as kind as possible. Build up their ego. Like, thank you so much for allowing me to see you, and that's what I said to this person. Thank you so much for allowing me. That will change a lot of how the person reacts. If these aren't working and they are almost in a way pulling your arm to stay and won't let you go, then that is when that is a fight or flight moment, everybody. But the balls usually work also. So instead of looking at what happened to me as something negative, I immediately saw a silver lining of this and I knew I wanted to share this on the show because looking back, no one taught me ever how to get out of these situations. The only reason I knew how to do it is from the years of trial and error. Trust me, from not knowing this, I was put in a lot of bad situations that I didn't know the first thing how to get out of, but this is different. I'm giving you step-by-steps of how to get out of these situations. And the number one thing that you guys need to learn is your exit plan. Do not fuck up your exit plan. Always make sure that you have an out. Always. Thank you guys so much for joining. I know this was a shorter episode, but during this show, I don't want to just do interviews. I want to do personal stories. I want to do testaments kind of everything. I always want to make sure that it's a good mix for you guys because I never want things to be routine on this show. I always want to spice it up. Guys, go follow us. Give us a five star. Leave us a fucking review. I would genuinely love it. It would feel so nice to hear from you guys and actually get some feedback. In saying that, I hope you guys have a fucking awesome motherfucking week. I love every single one of you. Goodbye.